You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today's episode is truly one of those things that I feel so passionately about that I have to like rein myself (laughs) in. I feel so strongly about getting good at this. And that is saying and accepting the word no. It's very specific. It's beyond just boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's beyond personal policies we've talked about. It's how do I literally say no to that thing? Um, I think this is something that makes so many people feel uncomfortable and can be a real struggle to say no and really impacts like quality of life for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I want to help us. We're going to, we're going to help you. I think we're both good at this actually. And so we need to help you say no and mean it without guilt. Here we go. Love it. What else, before we get into that, I have lots to say. I'm very excited. What else is going on in the neighborhood for you these days? Okay. I want to share that Chris has gotten a Fitbit and I am really enjoying it. So I have been wearing a Fitbit for a couple of years and I just, I really like that health data. I love the sleep data. Mm -hmm. I don't mind sleeping with it. And I find that just really fascinating. And I've been mentioning to Chris for quite a while, like, I think you would like this. I Mm -hmm. think you'd find the sleep data really interesting because he doesn't always get great sleep. So anyway, he finally got one and it has just been so fun. You know, when you especially first get one, it's so motivating to try to get the steps. And so what was happening that first day we were like, well, how many steps do you have? How many (laughs) steps do you have? And we were trying, we had this like competition, but we were trying to be secretive about it, not let the other one know. So I would like look up and see him like running down the hallway, (laughs) little quiet steps, or we were cleaning the house And he would be like, I'll do the mopping. And I was like, do you just want more steps? He was like, yep. (laughs) So that's just been really fun. The other thing that's funny is comparing our sleep data. Mm -hmm. So the Fitbit will show you like how long you were asleep and it'll show you your different stages of Mm -hmm. sleep, like deep sleep, light sleep, REM sleep when you woke up. And Chris and I have found that we're actually really jealous of each other's sleep. Yeah. So I, it seems like no matter what I do, I get so little deep sleep Mm. and I'm so sad about it. Cause when I do get a lot of deep sleep, I feel really refreshed, Mm -hmm. but I always get, I mean, we're talking like 20 minutes or less. Mm. I don't know what to do about it. Chris gets a ton of deep sleep, but he gets very little REM sleep. And I get a lot of REM sleep. So we're always like, oh, look at all your REM sleep. Look at all your deep sleep. So anyway, that has just been really fun and really funny. funny. Yeah, I have found my Apple Watch, like for a while it wasn't updating. Something was wrong with it and I couldn't get it to update correctly and sync with my Mm -hmm. phone. So it was messed up. But when I had it again, it's very motivating to see those little circles close. It really is. It really, there's something about it that like kicked off my working out Mm -hmm. lately. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Those kind of things are really, really helpful. All right. For me, it's just you guys, the cool down, Mm. the cool down is actually here. Our fall extravaganza episode, we were talking about how it was still fairly hot Mm -hmm. and now it truly is like lovely in the (sighs) evenings, like 60s. I feel 70s. like a new person. It does. As I it shared. makes me feel like a new person. We mm-hmm. sat outside. I actually had a blanket, not because I necessarily needed it, because I could have it. <laughs> and just like the the really cool thing about fall in and winter in Arizona is that's when you see the real big difference between daytime and nighttime yes. too, even more so than spring and definitely summer, where we can have highs in like the low 80s, but then the nighttime gets down into the 50s mm. even and is truly like crisp mm. when you wake up in the morning. So 
We are here for all of that. Yes, we are. We are going to do lots less complaining about the weather yes. from here on out till like June. Exactly. So, Just live in our best yes, life yes. for several months. That feels so good. Okay. Let's talk about, let's set the scene a little bit. Cause I think people don't realize this sometimes like why number one is saying no and being able to say so confidently so important. What I think about this, I think that saying no is essential for living an intentional life, which I feel very passionate about. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to say yes to the people and activities that are fulfilling and that help me be my best self. But in order to say yes, you have to say no. Yeah. And I find more than you probably think you need to. Yeah. And I find I have to say no to preserve my time and energy for the things that really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's important because you cannot do it all. So you're going to end up saying some no's Mm -hmm. or you're going to end up completely burning out. You just physically and logistically cannot do it all. So it's going to be necessary sometimes. So you're going to need to figure out how to get comfortable with Mm -hmm. it. Everybody is going to need to say no's. It's necessary to having healthy boundaries, which I just think are the definition to me of a boundary is just clearly drawing a line where another person ends and you begin. Mm. Um, I've heard it explained that way before. And I think that it's great because that applies to like, you know, your family relationships, your friendships, your just general time and, you know, commitments. Um, I think if you're parenting, especially Mm. no is going to be necessary. Kids don't make good choices on their own. (laughs) Right. Turns out they will just eat like Sour Patch Kids for dinner if you let them. So you have to get comfortable with saying no and knowing that it doesn't mean you're being mean. Right. Um, And I think creating boundaries and parameters for your kids is that's just going to be a part of it. They don't know how to do that. And it's part of your job as a parent. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that that creates a lot of struggle for a lot of parents. I'm thinking too, that nowadays being so connected Mm -hmm. with our phones, I think there's actually so many more requests of us, you know, people can just get in touch with you so much more easily by email, by Mm -hmm. text. So I think it's much more easy to request something of someone Mm -hmm. in these really easy ways that don't take a lot of effort on our part. Right. But then, then we get those requests and have to say no, which actually takes much more effort. So So I think that that's just something that's going on too, or there's actually lots more requests of us. Mm -hmm. And even like, automated ones, right? Ones that nobody has to even specifically like reach out, but like they're inviting you to do this online Mm. class or they're Mm -hmm. just like the ads and all of the things that some of it's really great stuff that you want to say yes to that you might not have always had available to you Mm -hmm. until technology. So Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. So what and or who do you generally have the hardest time saying no to and why? I feel like I have a hard time or feel guilty saying no to people who I genuinely want to see. These are situations I genuinely want to see that person and maintain the relationship, but I just don't feel like I have the bandwidth at that time. Like our schedules aren't matching up. They want to get together in the evening, but that's not a great time Mm -hmm. for me or, you know, things like that. And so that just always feels really hard because I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. And so then I, I'm like trying to find a way to say yes. Mm -hmm. But then if it's really not working for me or I'm just, life is feeling too full, then I feel like I can feel like I'm regretting saying yes. Um, also really hard to say no when the thing that's being offered or proposed 
seems really great, or I feel like it's something that I should want to do, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, this would give me this additional skill or, you know, oh, because I'm a writer, I should do this or, you know, because I generally like these parenting things or I don't know, generally this type of hangout. Um, it's kind of that should that I know that we've talked about a lot. So I feel like those are the things that I have a hard time with. That's me too. I, I find that I don't have a very hard time saying no to things that I clearly don't want to do, or mm-hmm. I'm, I can pretty quickly define like, mm, I'm yeah, not going to like not that for me. I don't have a hard time with that, but I do have a hard time sometimes with things that I just legit want to do right. and don't have the bandwidth yes. for it or that I know sounds good, but in reality is going to take more of my energy than I am willing or able to give at the Mm -hmm. moment, even like a girl's trip or something like that. Like sometimes it's just like, I want to do that. And I want to be in a life space where I have more bandwidth for that, but I need to be honest about the fact that I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, those are things that I have a harder time saying no to for sure. Um, okay. Can you tell us about a time that you maybe learned this the hard way and deeply regretted your yes to something? Okay. I had a hard time coming up with something really specific, but I came up with some generalizations of things that I have regretted. Okay. And I do think generally that might be because in times before where I've regretted a yes, I think that it actually taught me yeah, that I need to say no that the next mm-hmm. time. And so then I'm like, well, I don't fully regret that experience because I learned that. But but a couple things do come to mind. I think that there have been just many of these one-off times that I've agreed to do something social or something mm-hmm. like work creative commitment wise outside my usual responsibilities that ended up feeling just like too much when it came around. And this was a case when it was like, Oh, I, I do love spending time with these people. So yes, I want to do that. And, uh, it is not at an ideal time Mm -hmm. or like time of life for me, but I'm going to prioritize spending time with these people. And like, same for like the work or creative thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like to write something for someone or to review or edit something for someone. I think too, especially with the, like the work or creative, it can feel very flattering to get an opportunity and, and you want to take advantage of Mm -hmm. that and say yes. Or you think, Oh, this could, who knows what this could lead to. But if you're really not in a place, I just found then when they came around, oh, I already had so much going on or didn't Mm -hmm. have time to prepare in the way that I wanted and just felt like I regretted it. Um, This is also really specific too. There have been a few instances where like friends, like not super close friends, but like friends that I've known from graduate school that, you know, I kind of keep up with, but not super close. We're going to be in town for a conference and wanted to get together. However, when people visit like, Oh, I'm going to be in Phoenix. Yeah. And it's like, that's a huge Metro area. And we could live potentially like an hour away from somewhere where someone is visiting quote unquote Phoenix. And so they wouldn't be staying anywhere near where I live and also wouldn't have a lot of flexibility since they were working or like at a conference, but like, I want to get together. So I felt like I couldn't say no. Mm -hmm. So I would make it work, but it would, just usually be like in the middle of my work week on yeah. a Wednesday yeah. at like 7.30 p.m. Just not the times when I like to be out. Um, you know, I think spending that time with a friend, it, I would be glad that I made the effort and spent the time with them. But really, it was something that I was I was really deprioritizing myself yes. and, and more than I needed to yeah. in those yeah. instances. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I have a very specific example that I think I have shared on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. So I, right before the pandemic happened, oh, I love this story. The school year, the school year before, or a while the pandemic happened, um, I had volunteered early on, like mm-hmm. early in the fall, to be in charge of like the mom and me. Um, date night event at school mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, I do like to throw a party. Yeah. Maybe this is the way I, my good friend was the PTO president mm-hmm. and I really liked her and I was getting to know her and I felt like I, she really needed some help. She was getting a lot of pushback mm-hmm. on, I believed in the cause. Like she was changing this event from just a like mom and son oh. date to like sons bring whatever important oh. adult in your life yeah. because we, you know, like yes. same with daddy daughter dance and she was getting a lot of pushback mm-hmm. on that. Like pretty soon it's going to be bring your goat to school. Oh, it's like, boy. you know, the slippery right. slope. Are, people were traditionalists were up in arms. Okay. So I was like, no, right. I am going to help you champion yeah. this cause that yeah. families look different and that's okay. Yeah. And all of that. So I had this good cause combined with a friend was asking for a favor combined with like, okay, I can, this is in my skill set yes. to do where maybe I don't want to go to all the meetings and do all of that, but I can, I can throw a party. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that I was wrong, <laughs> I mean, I was wrong on an epic scale to where I was like panicking, trying to get things together. And I felt like I was letting her down because she was asking for things on a deadline and it wasn't coming together. And I was not realizing how much work was involved in this. And I felt like, I just felt like it's one of those things where you say yes to please somebody and then you feel like you end up letting them down because Mm -hmm. you don't actually have the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So it actually has the opposite effect. Well, then... (laughs) The pandemic happened. Enter COVID. I mean, I had put up signs for this event that was not ready. Oh my gosh. And then COVID happened and I did a silent fist pump. Like when I tell you, it was one of the most relieved I've ever felt because I had food trucks fall through. I had things not happening. And I'm like, this is happening regardless of whether or not I'm ready. I'm going to be, people are showing up. I'm going to be cooking hot dogs for these people myself pretty soon. Oh my gosh. And it was the biggest relief and the biggest reminder, like, whoa, you really got off the hook Mm. with that one. Don't ever do that again. Mm -hmm. Do not ever (laughs) like talk yourself into saying that big of a yes in particular Mm -hmm. without really being sure about yeah. it. So that was oh my god. That was a silver funny. lining from this pandemic. <laughs> that was too funny. <laughs> you never could have predicted that. I know. And then I went the opposite. I'm like, nope, we're homeschooling. I, right. I want none involvement in any of that. <laughs> um okay, so I think it's worth spending some time talking about how you even decide if something is a yes or no for you. Often we say yes because we don't even know how to decide, like how should we measure this very good thing or this hard thing to say no to? So what are some of your criteria? For me, first of all, just an initial gut feeling. And I think you have to remember to reflect on that and listen to what your body Mm -hmm. is saying. And it's for me, does the idea make me feel excited or a little bit anxious? Yeah. And that can really happen if it's something that it feels like, oh, this should be a good opportunity or I should want to do this. But am am I already telling myself, you should, am I already trying to talk myself into it? Or am I just already like, oh yes, 100% yes. I know I've shared it before and I can't remember who said it, but if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I have that written down as a criteria for me too. So that's definitely just a first little gut check. And then 
this is kind of like something you already mentioned, but I've been trying to think about this a lot lately. Does the effort that I will put into whatever this is match what I will get out of it? Ooh, I like that. You know? I like that. This this isn't for everything. Sometimes we do need to pour effort into things and you might not get that fulfillment back. But when it's things that you have a choice about, if you know, if it's a relationship with someone, are are you also feeling fulfilled by the relationship? Are you just feeling drained by it consistently? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's like a work thing or something, okay, am I going to put this effort in, but then am I going to meet new people, get a new skill, you know, have this thing to put on my resume, or is it just going to kind of be a a sink of my time? Yeah. So I've been really trying to ask myself that. Um, And then in the nitty gritty, do I have time to take this on or add it to my calendar without feeling overcommitted? Yeah. And, and that just looks like looking at my calendar when this would come up or the kind of preparation that it would take, if it's something that needs preparation and just looking, I mean, do, do we already have like some school events planned or some travel? Mm -hmm. Is it already the holidays are going Mm -hmm. on and it might just not be a great time. And and that's sometimes in isolation, it could be not that much time or effort, but when you look at it, like, oh, that's the week we have two soccer games Mm -hmm. plus a school event plus, you know, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just then recalling times in the past where I've felt overcommitted and remembering how much I did not like that. It's the most stressful thing to me. And then it makes something that should be enjoyable Mm -hmm. that you want to do be very unenjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I think just cancels out. And then makes (laughs) everything else around it that would otherwise be enjoyable stressful because you have too much on your plate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. For me, I have that written down the exact same thing. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Um, and Such then a great saying. if the only reason I'm saying yes is obligation, mm-hmm. then it's also a no. And to me, that includes work things or family things. If truly the only reason is out of a sense of obligation and somebody else's expectations mm-hmm. on me, I don't have a hard time saying no. Mm. If I can't find intrinsic value in, in that or in the relationship, or I see it as truly like being there for somebody, mm-hmm. there's a difference between showing up because it's important to somebody else and you're really supporting them and right. being there and that being an act of love mm-hmm. and just somebody has some unreasonable expectations right. of me. Right. And so those are two different things that are, if, if really the only reason you can point to is obligation, it should be a no mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then I like to think about, what am I saying no to if I say yes to this? Oh, that's a because great Because every to yes is a no to mm-hmm. something else. And mm-hmm. if you can honestly be okay with that trade-off, then fine. If it means I'm saying no to sleep, mm-hmm. I'm saying no to my family at a, you know, at a level I'm not comfortable with, mm-hmm. I'm saying no to this event that I'm going to miss because of this, mm-hmm. then maybe that's not worth that trade-off for you. All right. How about some real detailed strategies for saying no confidently? Because mm. I think that is also key to feel okay with your no. Mm-hmm. So for me, whenever possible, trying to take time and reflect on it, if it's a bigger thing to say yes or no to, and specifically to know why I am saying no. Mm-hmm. And I think reflecting on, is it because I already feel too busy. I mean, that is a legitimate it's valid. Yep. That is totally yep. valid. Um, is it because, like I said, this would feel like too much effort and not enough fulfillment that I'm getting back? So I just I find that I can go into things more confidently and without guilt when I know why mm-hmm. I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. So that really helps me. Also, saying no 
you can be gracious and kind, but don't apologize. Yes. I feel very strongly about this. Women in particular, Ugh. we apologize too much. Yes. Stop yes. it. Preach. You don't need to be sorry. Yep. You don't need to be sorry for saying no. You don't need to be sorry for saying you can't do something. Yep. So I am really trying to work on that. Mm -hmm. I think often you will, in emails, people will so often say, oh, I'm sorry for, you don't need to say I'm sorry. Yep. It just Just, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So a couple of phrases that I like to use if I'm going to say no, thank you so much for thinking of me, Mm -hmm. but I can't take that on right now, Mm -hmm. or that's not going to work for me. Um, Also, there might be... There are times when I want to say yes, but the circumstances just don't quite work. So Mm -hmm. if it's something with a friend, you might say, I would love to get caught up with you soon. Could we find a time after the semester's over, after Halloween is over, whatever it is like that. Um, I do remember a former boss of mine. I liked her advice, find a way to say yes. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some some of those situations where you want to say yes, but Mm -hmm. it's not to what they're proposing. So it's kind of like, can you find a way like that? So Anyway, those, those are some things that I think about. I love those. Yeah. I agree so wholeheartedly in case you couldn't tell that do not apologize. Mm -hmm. No is a complete sentence Mm -hmm. too. You don't always have to give a reason, um, resist that urge to defend and justify. Right. Because I think what happens sometimes too, and people get caught in this trap, especially if you tend to struggle saying no is defending also leaves you open to the trying to convince you game. Yeah. From people that have a hard time accepting mm-hmm. your no. Mm-hmm. Or they might be trying to be legit helpful. Like, right. oh, well, if that night is, if the reason is that night is too busy, let's say you use right. that as an example, but you actually just don't want to do the thing at all. Well, right. then what happens is they're like, oh, well, we could move it to Thursday night. Right. And you're like, no, but I really just don't want to do it totally. at all. So I have, so, I have gotten caught in yes. that and it's very hard. The less you say, the better. Mm-hmm. If you could just say that's not going to work for me or I, I can't do that right now. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for thinking of me. Like, Leave it definitive. You're Don't right. leave the door open because it. people will try to, you know, they, they want you to do the thing that they want you to mm-hmm. do. And sometimes that's really a person who has a very hard time accepting no. And sometimes it's just they're trying to be helpful mm-hmm. and like really want to see you or whatever right. it is. So try to get people to just accept your no and not get caught in a back and forth. Um kind of like similar to what you said, say what you won't be doing and offer what you could or would be willing to do if it makes sense in the situation. So if it's a specific get together, like Mm -hmm. I can't do that, but you know, Mm -hmm. here's what I could do or leaving it kind of open-ended for later, but Mm -hmm. making it clear that that means later and we Mm -hmm. need to revisit. Um, I find this one particularly helpful with like talking about holiday plans with Mm -hmm. family to say, okay, this is what we will be doing. This is what we won't be doing. And like, put it in their plate. Like what, you know, you're welcome to join us for this, but we're going to have this time to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We won't be traveling, but we'd love to have you come join us. Whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you, it's perfectly okay to just decide ahead of time with your people, Mm -hmm. what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Um, I like to also just like kind of rely on a policy. We talked Mm -hmm. about this in our personal policies episode. If it's just like, we don't do birthday parties if we're mm-hmm. not already friends with the family. That's mm-hmm. an example in our house. And right. then you're just, it's much easier to say no because that's right. just it's the policy. And it's fair to everybody. You're communicating. This is just, it's not you. It's just what right. we don't do. Mm-hmm. Or we don't typically make weeknight plans, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
With kids, a phrase I like to use a lot, if you have a hard time saying no to your kids, is instead of going on, again, kids are the master of, like, if you give a reason, (laughs) they will find a way around that reason. That's right. They will get that toe in the door. (laughs) Yes. So if the answer is no, something I like to say when the negotiation starts is I just say, you asked and I gave you my answer. Love it. And then literally walk away. Like, we're not discussing it further. Exactly. That's just what it is. You might literally have to ignore them talking to you You, after that. You get to be sad about it, but my job Mm -hmm. is to make the decisions and Mm -hmm. I'm all done talking about it now. So that's a good one. I will say kind of related to this in terms of confidently saying no that I am sometimes dealing with in my current life. So that might be helpful to share is that I am on our school's PTSO this year Uh and lots of opportunities to say lots of opportunities to say no. And I do have to be really thoughtful about, okay, you know, this is the commitment that I made and I'm fulfilling that. And I want to do things like volunteer and be at school, but I only have such limited time Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be up there for maybe, you know, this five hour stretch. Also, I only have two days of childcare per week. So there's sometimes that I actually have my toddler and I just really can't, or I have had to think, okay, I have two childcare days a week. What is going to make, what is going to be the most fulfilling for me? What is the best use of my time? Mm -hmm. And there have been times where Everyone else is going to be up there for several hours. And yeah. I've said, hey, I'll be there from, you know, one eight, to two or exactly whatever. Yeah. for mm-hmm. this time, but I'm not going to be able to be there for the rest of it. And I will say I'm, I'm good at saying no, but I, I do still have those feelings like, oh, are they going to think I'm not doing enough or whatever yes. it is, but I've had to remind myself, I thought about it. This is what I can give. This mm-hmm. is, this is reasonable mm-hmm. and just, I don't need to. And being okay with that looking different than somebody else, what they're okay with, right? right? There's Mm -hmm. people that may genuinely enjoy Mm -hmm. that thing, or guess what? They Mm -hmm. might be miserable that they made that commitment too. So you don't have to join them in that misery, but being okay with those two things looking different Mm -hmm. and not being like, well, that mom's doing this. Mm -hmm. So I should be able to do that too. No, yep. everyone has a different life and bandwidth and Mm -hmm. that's fine. I don't know that either one of us have a hard time doing this, but just something to keep in mind on the other side. How do you graciously accept a no? Mm, I think that's such a good thing to think about. So I think, first of all, just not assuming a yes when you ask something of someone. I think sometimes it almost feels like, I don't know, I've kind of felt this in our maybe general culture today with it just being so easy to reach out to someone that the yes almost just seems given. Implied, yeah. Yeah, so I try to remember I am actually asking and there are possible, you know, could be yes, could be Mm -hmm. no, could be a maybe with changes. So I think just trying to remember, like, just because you ask doesn't mean they're obligated to do it. Um, trying to remember that there are lots of reasons to say no and remembering all the reasons that I might say no to someone. It, it's not a no to, me to my relationship Mm -hmm. with that person. There's so many things that could be going on in their life. And, you know, maybe they share why it's not going to work out or why they don't want to take that on. And maybe they won't, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeping that in mind, that same thing that everybody's life Mm -hmm. and their ability to take things on at different times looks different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this helps me be, this helps me 
because I'm so passionate about saying no, mm. I want to be really good at accepting other people's that. no's. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to be the person to talk someone out of their no. I find mm. that super annoying, actually. Mm-hmm. Like if someone said no to me, I will almost never mm. offer like an alternative mm. or a way around the right. no, because I just am very sensitive to that in my own life. And I don't want people doing that right. to me. Mm-hmm. And I also think if you think about it, is it actually that hard to accept a no? Mm. I think sometimes we tell ourselves that the other person is going to be so hurt and so offended. Mm. But if you think about it, when the shoe is on the other foot, do you actually, are you actually offended or are you just like, Oh, okay, of course. Right. You know, and then think about that the next time you go to say a no, it's Mm. probably you're thinking more about that than the other person Mm -hmm. might. They may just move on down the list and be like, okay, great. If you can't, I will ask somebody else, you know, Mm -hmm. so don't take it. People are not thinking about you maybe as much as you think they are. (laughs) And I will say, I think I try to be the same way, like Mm -hmm. knowing that there's so many reasons that people say no Mm -hmm. and that I want people to graciously accept my no's. And I can kind of think of a couple of times in my life where people have not graciously accepted my no's and I felt like weren't taking into consideration that I'm thoughtful about what I say yes or no to. And honestly, like really hurt our relationships. I I felt one person just seemed so offended um, that I said no to something. And anyway, I was just, I was very surprised and yeah, it just felt like, oh, I I feel like if you're not going to be gracious about, and it felt like a person to me too, who seemed very aware of, you know, there's lots of requests coming in for creative people and things like that. So it took me by surprise. And then it just felt like, oh, that doesn't feel like a person. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I want to be. Yeah. I think if you have somebody in your life that is consistently not respecting your nose, then you need to think about the boundaries in that relationship. And Mm -hmm. if that is a relationship that needs some adjusting or an honest conversation Mm -hmm. or that you maybe don't want to be in, Mm -hmm. if that's a possibility, Mm -hmm. because that shouldn't be the case where you have that one person that's always like never accepting your no or Mm -hmm. understanding things from your point of view. That's that's a sign of maybe an unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do this little, I think this is fun because I think people have very specific scenarios in their head, (laughs) like how, but okay, but but, but what about this? How would you say no to this? So let's do this like kind of rapid fire. Okay. Go back and forth. How would you say no to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so we're each going to take turns saying specifically how we would say no in these given scenarios. Okay. So how would you say no to the teacher when she asks if you'll be a field trip chaperone and you really don't want to be, or just don't have the time for it? Okay. This doesn't feel super hard to me. I would say something like, thank you so much for thinking of me. I won't be able to go, but I know that Dash is so looking forward to the trip. There you go. There you go. Positive, short and sweet. I don't need to give you a reason. Mm -hmm. I would say, first of all, I would say hell no, because I hate (laughs) field trips with a passion. And I've learned that lesson the hard way too. No, I would not say that. I would say I'm not able to help out with that, but if there's ever anything I can do to help in XYZ way. Where I'm not on a big yellow bus. Yes. With screaming children. (laughs) Then I'm happy to. And just say, uh, this is one of those scenarios where I say what I'm not willing to do in no uncertain terms. I'm not helping with that ever. Right. Uh, but I will help cut out mm-hmm. lamination at yep. home or I will help with book orders or whatever I thing that. that you think is like right. a way that you can help. Yes. Um, I will also say having been the teacher, she will likely not care at all. Mm-hmm. She will likely move right on down the list to right. the next person that, you know, that might want to do it. And I will say there are a lot of parents who think this is like the ultimate way to be involved in your mm-hmm. kid's education. And it's just not mm-hmm. like 
it it's fine. And there's a lot of parents that are like so happy to take the day off work and be involved in this way. So you're opening that opportunity up mm-hmm. for them. This is not mandatory. <laughs> it's not. Okay. How do we say no to your mother-in-law when she asks you if you will be coming for Thanksgiving this year, but you have other plans? Okay. In this situation, I would say as soon as you know your plans, as I knew my plans and I knew that we wouldn't be going, this is a phone call situation. Take charge of the situation. Make a call and just let them know. You don't need to apologize. Say this year for Thanksgiving, we're going to be doing this. So Mm -hmm. we'll really miss spending Thanksgiving with you. I think that you could say, um, you know, but we're going to be around the weekend before or after. Could we plan like a little family get together if it's something that they live close by or something like that? Getting at the heart of the matter, which is family togetherness. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I think number one, this requires you to ahead of time, get on the same page with your partner. Mm, So true. And I think that a lot of a lot of problems saying no happens because you haven't done the front loading work of deciding mm-hmm. what it is you will actually do and being on the same page with that. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, decide ahead, of, like way ahead of the event, mm-hmm. what you are going to do and what you're not. Number two, if it is a mother-in-law that assumes you have a spouse who is the child of said mother who should possibly be the one handling that conversation. Or it's like, I think this is so tricky because, and this has happened before to me too, where it's like, you assume that your spouse has communicated that or should. And then they get death eyes while you're on the phone with their mother. Uh Yep. Uh (laughs) And so you assume that they've taken care of that, but then sometimes the mother-in-law is reaching out. They know that you're the maintainer of the calendar. So they reach out to you. So that is so true. Making very clear Mm -hmm. what you are going to be doing and also who is communicating this. Yes. Because you're right. That could just be a thing where the way to say no is, Tell your spouse to call up their mom yeah. and let them but know you that, won't be coming. But that being proactive, I think, is super important. Mm-hmm. Get on top of it before it just seems like you're reacting with a no to them. Mm-hmm. I think if they have to reach out and ask first, it automatically puts you a little bit on the defensive. Totally. And if you're just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I know we're all thinking about holiday plans. I like to also say, this year we're doing mm, love X. Love that. Because it leaves the door open like, hey, we don't need to set any tradition in stone here. Mm-hmm. This is all up for you know, mm-hmm. grabs any given year. And this is just what we're doing this year. Right. Maybe next year, you know, it will be something different and it mm-hmm. leaves that open. Mm-hmm. So I think this brings up the point that so often, and honestly, I have been guilty of this, that it does feel uncomfortable to say no. Yeah. And so you put it off. Yes. You're just like, Oh, not today, yep. but tomorrow I'll definitely do it. Yep. And so I think this is just a, a muscle that you work and you practice and it gets easier. And I have almost found it now sometimes that even though it can feel a little uncomfortable, it does feel so good to just go ahead and get that. Mm -hmm. No, even though it's hard to write that email or Mm -hmm. it's hard to make that call, there's such relief afterwards Mm -hmm. that it really is worth it to practice doing that. Mm -hmm. Don't put it off until like you said, the person is following up. Hey, what about this? Yes. Or hey, what are what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Kind of crappy to them because yeah. they're feeling like you're avoiding them. Exactly. So I do think you tension. have to remember that you need to be the mature person. Yes. And adulthood is yep. sometimes having these kind of hard yep. or icky conversations or telling someone mm-hmm. something they don't want to hear. But it's just like get it done, yep. and you'll Rip feel off the band-aid. It'll feel so much better than putting it off and getting into that 
icky situation. Well, and I think too, like something that I've learned is you're just, you're, you're responsible for what you're doing and communicating it kindly and respectfully. You're not responsible for how that person feels about it. It's a great point. So they are allowed to be disappointed or upset Mm -hmm. about it. And that doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Right. So So it's another reason not to apologize Mm. (laughs) because you, you are not doing anything wrong by making a choice for you and your family, as long as you're kindly and, but if you wait and if you put it off, it becomes about this like implied disrespect, right? right? And so avoid that. So Mm -hmm. you're not actually doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. and just get on top of it and be okay with whatever their reaction is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you should have made a different choice. Right. So Mm -hmm. how about to your child when they ask to go to a sleepover birthday party and maybe in your family, you're not comfortable with sleepovers yet? Okay. So ideally, this is a situation where the family policy is yes. so great. So ideally, there's on already the family policy yep. in place. And so you can like kind of refer to that. And kids respect that. They kids, really do. Kids respond to that because it's almost like a buffer. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not me. It's it's very objective. It's, it's our rule. It's the family rule. Kids like rules. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. So hopefully that would kind of already be in place. But I would say something like, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with you going to this because we don't know the family very well. And you know that Mm -hmm. we don't do sleepovers Mm -hmm. if we don't already know the family very well, but let me plan a time we can get together so that I can get to know Mm -hmm. that family. So I would try to do that. And also I would expect my kid to potentially just be really disappointed and and kind of have to be okay with that. I might think like, Oh, on the day of the sleepover to try to get a little treat or do something special. But I think this would just be a situation where my no is potentially going to make someone really upset. And you just got to be okay with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I would just say like, we don't do sleepovers right now or yet that's our family rule or whatever Mm -hmm. that is, but I'm happy to let you, maybe, maybe it's that you're happy to let them stay late and I'll come pick you up at 10 o'clock, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. If that's something you're willing to do. Right. Okay. How about your boss? This is a good one for the ladies in particular, Mm. because this happens a lot. Mm -hmm. How do you say no to your boss when they ask if you'd be willing to take on major extra responsibility for no extra pay necessarily? This one is hard, both because I feel like there could be so many different variables. And I think this is so much easier said than done. Yes. (laughs) You know, so I, in thinking about this, I, I think I would try to think about whether the extra responsibility would further my career, Mm -hmm. allow me to gain new skills. Like I said, the effort that I'm going to put in, what am I going to get out of it? Even if it's not monetary compensation. Exactly. Because if so, those things maybe could be worth it to take on for no additional compensation. But if they weren't, and I actually had the option to say no, because sometimes you are just told you are taking this on. True story. um, Then... I would say it would be best to meet about this in person. Um, and I would phrase my no something like, I really appreciate you thinking of me for this additional responsibility, but I've taken some time to look at my current workload and don't feel that I can maintain my current projects and take this on. Love that. I also think this is an opportunity to bring up salary yeah. negotiation. Yep. You That's know, what, that was my thought too. Exactly. To talk about that. Or even if it is something, um, I think there can be situations where it's like, well, there's no, no budget for this right now. Mm -hmm. And it might, might be something where you could say, okay, could I take this on? And can we revisit this in two months and talk about that? That gets a little tricky taking something on. It can be hard to let go of it, but you're doing it, but I am all for 
asking for what you are worth and not taking on extra things without getting something for it. And I think sometimes this is not even, if you are a capable, helpful person at work in general, you will get this happen to you just because you're good at what you do. And it's not something that people always even do intentionally. And if you are a super nice Mm-hmm. woman in mm-hmm. particular and are kind of conditioned to just say yes to everything with a mm-hmm. smile on your face. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't ask for what we want and right. our boss might be willing or able to give it to us if we simply asked That's for it. So true. So I think this is a great opportunity to ask a bunch of clarifying questions mm-hmm. in an in-person meeting about what exactly would be expected mm-hmm. and ask with the assumption that there's going to be extra pay involved. Ooh, I love that. Like if that has not been expressly said, ask with, okay, and what can we do then for extra compensation? Yep. Or, and, and if, and maybe that's even like, or what can we do to give me some flexibility mm-hmm. then? Because this would mean yeah. time away from family. Is there a chance I could work Fridays from home? Mm-hmm. Is there some, maybe if it's not extra compensation, something else that makes your life easier yeah. um, in I return. And, and you just need to ask for what you want sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's okay to say if you're if it truly is no, maybe saying something like my plate is full with the current responsibilities, something like what you said, but I'd be willing to discuss what a new role might look like or mm. a redefined role might look like. I love that. So like what could we take off my plate if you mm-hmm. want me to step into more of this leadership role or whatever it might be or what would a new title look like? Mm-hmm. That's like a way to bring up like you said salary mm-hmm. negotiations or a promotion of some sort, but mm-hmm. I think if you just keep, if you keep being the person who takes on responsibility with nothing changed, you're yeah. going to just get piled on mm-hmm. and you have to be assertive with that. So. Agree. Okay. Last one. How do you say no to your best friend when she invites you over for a girl's night Friday, but you are completely exhausted from a long week and really want to stay home? Oh, this is so hard. Okay. So two factors for this situation. First, I hate to be a last minute cancel. And so that is really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Second, I have found that even if I am feeling really run down by the week, sometimes spending time with friends can truly be a good thing. Is what you need. Sometimes you do need to push through. Even though you don't feel like it. So so that's really hard. I I might do something like let her know... Listen to me how I'm not saying no. So I need some counsel from you. So I might let her know that I've just had a super long week, so I won't be able to stay as long as I would love to because I need to catch up on sleep. I think most of us are understanding of that. Mm -hmm. Or if I really felt like I absolutely could not make it, I would say something like, I'm so bummed to say that I'm absolutely exhausted from the week. I just need a shower and early bedtime. Yeah. Um, But let me... But I'm going to plan to text you like tomorrow or the next day to find a time that works for you that we can get together. Exactly. So I I think that's the thing is like, that's about maintaining your friendship and relationship. And so expressing that it's not like I'm trying to say no to you. It's just things with me going on and then letting her know that, okay, we're going to find a time to make this up in the near future. I I think too, yeah, if she's your best friend, be super honest Mm -hmm. about where you're at in life at the moment and say something like, I would really love to, but I am honestly completely spent from this week Mm -hmm. and I need a night in. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to lay low at home tonight, but have so much fun and we'll get together soon. Mm -hmm. We'll have coffee soon. We'll Mm -hmm. do whatever. I also think, um, I think it's really great to leave yourself that out. I think this is a situation where a maybe really is okay. Mm -hmm. Like if she asks you on a Monday, Hey, I'm having some girls over for wine and appetizers Friday night, whatever. I think it is okay to, to be again, super honest and say, Hey, I really want to, but I am also looking at my schedule for the week and knowing I might get to Friday and be 
like completely exhausted. So I might come or I might come for a little bit. Uh, Can I let you know closer to the time Mm -hmm. and just being giving yourself that out without like last minute canceling. Right. Exactly. It does seem like there are some of these that part of it is by the time you've gotten to saying the no, it's sort of like you needed to back up further and re-examine that. Yes. Totally. And so that's a really good point. Okay. I think that's it on saying no. Have we coached you? Ooh, Are you I good? Are you so. going to go say all kinds of no's? I because... hope so. Erica is so passionate about this. <laughs> this is just like your superpower. <laughs> I was telling Erica, I want to find more ways to bring this topic into the podcast because she is so great at it. And I know listeners, we always get such great response. So yeah, anyway. I know this is a struggle for so many people. And I think that we both are super intentional about making choices like that. And it's not any, it's, it's something like you said, it's a muscle Mm -hmm. and it comes with practice and it comes with like maybe to some personalities easier than others, but like, we would love to share with you how we approach it. Yes, we would. We love it. Okay. Anything you're currently obsessed with lately? Okay. You are going to like my current obsession and that is house shopping in the Midwest. So settle down everyone. I'm not moving. Erica and I are still going (laughs) to live near each other. She's not allowed to all the way move. No, I will share a blog post that I wrote about this to kind of share a little bit more about what we're thinking. But Chris and I are seriously considering buying a second home somewhere in the Midwest. The The short story is that the Midwest is actually um, really well situated for climate change Uh as Arizona becomes increasingly hot, increasingly dry. That's just something Chris is looking forward to the future and just thinking it would be great to have a property there. But then in addition to that, it would be a property that we would use for family vacations to escape just the oppressive heat in the summers to get away from fall break, things like that. So anyway, it is just a really fun side project as just, you know, browsing houses can be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've just been having fun looking at different little areas. What is so funny to me, this is just going to be hilarious. This is probably how it's going to turn out is you moving from from Wisconsin to Arizona. And I just feel like I'm destined now to own a house in Wisconsin. Don't you <laughs> just feel like that yeah. symmetry just this is, is what the goes. universe yeah. is going to give us. <laughs> so anyway, so it's possible. Full circle moment. Yes. I love it. My obsession is a science experiment advent calendar that I got for the girls. What? It's a different science experiment every day that this you open up. sounds amazing. That has like... Oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. It has everything it. you need right there in the box for the day. And it has a guide that walks you through how to do it. So this is going to be our science for the month of December for homeschool. And it's just, it's so fun. They I'm also speechless. Have, they also have an arts and crafts one. We will link it in the show oh, okay. notes, but I'm very excited about this. Love it. Okay. I think that's it. Go say no to all the people and all the events. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us in between episodes as always on Instagram. We are hi girls next door over there. And then the show notes for this episode with all of the links are in your podcast player or on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails as always. Let us know how we can help you say no at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly.
Okay. It's a great now innovation. it's time to preach. Now it's time for you to shine, time Erica. To preach. Time for you to shine. Hold well, on. How what would a, I say what, that? What am I saying to my mother-in-law? <laughs> Ooh, we just made that at just the end made of it. time. And I had a surprise that I couldn't talk about in front of them. <laughs> oh my my God. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, we got to talk about it before. Talk about it quick. Whisper. Time.